Hello, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited that you are listening. I listen to podcasts everywhere, and so I feel like you are probably similar. Whether you're walking your dog or at the gym or commuting or in the car, regardless, I'm glad that I am one of the ones that you listen to and part of your roster. (laughs) I have a roster of podcasts that I typically listen to every single week and kind of like ranges from health podcasts to thrillers or like like real life when people come on and tell their like thrillers of like their real life stories. I like listening to those which is so random and like so different from all of the other content that I consume. But yeah, I definitely have my go-tos. And so if I'm in your go-to, I love you for that. So thank you. And thank you to everybody who ever sends me a DM and says, Hey, I like your podcast. I actually really, really appreciate those. And they actually mean a lot. They're very encouraging and Sometimes when you're consuming so much content and you're creating so much content, you kind of get lost. And so when people take the time to appreciate an episode or the podcast in general or format or anything like that, like it doesn't go unnoticed. And I really actually really do appreciate it. A lot of the time I screenshot those messages just to keep when I need to like feel good (laughs) and need encouragement. So again, thank you for doing that. It means a lot. Obviously, like reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify also mean a lot and definitely help the show get noticed. But it's also nice to like have a private chat about it as well. So this episode, I'm doing a bit of a Q&A. I'm doing a bit of a life update. Very casual. So first things first, I am getting married in March. So six months, less than six months now from now. And... I'm feeling pretty good about it. I definitely felt a little overwhelmed in the beginning and mostly because there is so much option, like so many options. There's so much, so many different ways that you can do everything. And when you go onto TikTok or Instagram, you like see 5,000 different ways you can do your flowers or your dress or anything like that. Like it's so overwhelming and like decision fatigue kind of kicks in very, very quickly. So yeah, we d- we're getting married in Costa Rica in March, on March 18th. And it was a really interesting decision. It wasn't my first choice. I, yeah, there's a couple of things that we've had to compromise on. And I think that's really, really normal. And if you've had a wedding, you probably know what I'm talking about. Or if you're planning one, it's super normal if you have to compromise And something that I learned really, really quickly was, although I've never been the person who has had this massive wedding dream her entire life, like since she was a kid, I also kind of knew what I would love to happen vaguely and we're not necessarily doing it exactly how I thought we would. And that's okay. And I've kind of had to make peace with that. And I personally wanted to get married, just my partner and I, in South Africa, because that's where I'm from. And I didn't really want anybody there, to be honest. Like, I just wanted it to be the two of us. Or honestly, it could have been anywhere in Africa. Like, it could have been at Victoria Falls. I would have loved that as well. But that was kind of like always what I was envisioning. I was 
of like him and I getting married in like a beautiful outdoors location, very, very private, very rooted in like my upbringing of Africa and very intimate, like very intimate. And we're not doing that. So, and we're not doing that because obviously with the world shutting down in the last few years, we were skeptical about booking a trip like that. I didn't want to book something and it not end up happening. So we kind of took a step back. And then my partner really wanted his immediate family to be there. And so if his immediate family came, then mine would have to come. So it kind of snowballed a bit and we had to compromise. So we're getting married in Costa Rica instead. And there's about 40, 45 people coming, which is more than I wanted, but it's fine. Again, we're compromising. And so it's going to be like a wedding weekend. So everyone flies in or maybe they fly in earlier, but the wedding weekend is from Thursday to Monday and we get married on the Saturday. And so this is like, I'm okay with this. Like I've made peace with it. I'm excited about it now. Like I'm very much feel good about it. And we went and saw the resorts in February, March this year, which I highly recommend to people. So when you're looking at a destination wedding, it's really easy to say like, oh, you know, let's not pay to go visit them beforehand because we could just use that that money for our wedding. Let's save money like that. But we used it as an opportunity to vacation, first of all. And secondly, like I was very apprehensive about picking a place I hadn't been. And you can look on websites, you can look on social media, you can look at everything, right? But it doesn't do it justice. It really doesn't. And so we looked at seven different venues in the span of a week and a half when we were there. We stayed at some of them. And the one that we ended up choosing was actually not my top pick going into it. Like I had a feeling, so there was my top pick and then there was like my gut feeling of what we were going to go with. And we ended up going with my gut feeling and the top pick one, the website was nicer. The photos were nicer. The logo was more new, more modern, more updated. It looked online to be more, I guess like bougie in a way, let's say. And, but when we got there, it was like not the vibe at all. It was like kind of basically in the middle of nowhere. It would have been way harder to do activities. There was no little town we could walk to. I didn't like the rooms. The rooms weren't nice enough. There was like other things. And so the one we ended up picking was like checked all of our boxes basically of what we were looking for. And I'm super happy we went there. So if you're thinking of doing a destination wedding, I really, really recommend going before. Even if it's for a weekend, because you get to see where you're actually going to get married. You get to eat the food. You get to experience the level of service that your guests are going to get. You get to sleep there. You get to also feel the temperature when the sun rises, when it sets, all of that stuff that actually does matter on the day when you're choosing like what time the ceremony is and when should the photographer come, like all of these little details. Now that we've been there and I'm like, oh, like, the sun actually sets at 6.30. So like, this is when we should do the ceremony in relation to that. Like you just have way more experience and you, yeah, there's just, you just know way more going into it. So now looking ahead at March for this year, 
there's like no anxiety about the location or there's no stress there's you know about it like maybe a little bit but like nothing compared to what would be if we hadn't gone and seen it and we also met our wedding planner in person she runs the resort so it was awesome meeting her and like establishing that relationship before we go was really cool so it's probably my like top recommendation right now is to do that i have also ordered my dress this was a journey in itself, I would say I was not super into the whole dress thing in general. And mostly that's because there's so much pressure to look a certain way on your wedding day. And regardless of how you feel about yourself, that pressure is still there. It's like so ingrained in our society that like you can't just like step out of that and away from that still going to be there, but you can choose how you're going to respond to it. So when I was doing the wedding dress shopping, it was very, it just brought all of that up, you know, like how you're going to look, how your skin looks, how your body looks, how your hair looks, like all of these things. And there's so many eyes on you on that day. There's some, there's like this level of pressure, right? So you really do want to look your best. And then there's like society's pressure of, you will look the greatest on your wedding day. And after that, you won't, or before that you won't. And which is not true at all. That is not true. And so it's been interesting just navigating that and then trying on dresses. And I ended up going to a store by myself and choosing a dress by myself. I went to multiple stores before that with people and I didn't enjoy it. Like it, it just was very, everyone kind of had their opinion and I lost sight of what I wanted because so many people were saying, you should wear this or you should do this or don't do this type of dress because it's going to be tight or it's going to be heavy or it's going to look funny on the beach or whatever like people would say. And it really messed with like my vision and what I originally wanted to do and like just what makes me feel good. So anyway, I went to a store, found the fabric that I liked, found the dress that I liked, ordered it. And I haven't shown anybody and I'm actually not showing anybody. And this is like an overall lesson, I think as well for everybody going through this, who's been through this, who's about to go through this is like, you actually have to do what you want to do and not what other people want to do. And yes, there's compromise between you and your partner. And I think that's super important and respectful, but outside of you and your partner, the level of compromise, you know, is definitely up for debate. I have friends who, whose parents like gave a substantial amount of money for their wedding. Like we're talking 40, 50 grand or more. And so with that, there was so much pressure to kind of put on a type of wedding because there was so much investment and there was so much pressure to kind of do what their parents wanted them to do. But I think there's something really important about respecting yourself and respecting kind of what makes you feel good. And it's really easy to lose sight on that really, really quickly. And I think it's normal. I think I'm, I would guess that every single bride goes through this of like, this is what I want. People disagree. And then you stop telling everyone (laughs) And then you do what you want and they can just deal with their opinions. That's kind of the point that I'm at. And 
it's probably how I will stay for the next few months. So it's exciting. We are booking our honeymoon soon. We're going for three weeks in total. So I will be taking a bunch of time off in March, likely the whole month and pre-planning, pre-publishing content. And I will definitely talk about, oh, there's so many things to talk about in terms of like the wedding. Like I will definitely do a podcast episode afterwards. I definitely want to talk more about my health and my health journey leading up to the wedding. I'm still six months out, so it feels a little far right now to do that. So I'll probably do that in like February. And then just talk about it in general in terms of like spirituality as well and how it feels in the day. And, you know, like also the nitty gritty, like what supplements do you take on the day that you're getting married? Good question. <laughs> Adaptogens, I guess, B vitamins, a cup of coffee. Yeah, things like that. So I will share all the details. But enough about my wedding. I don't, I talk about it so much because so many people ask me about it in my real life. So this is the gist. This is like the tiny recap that I'm giving to you right now. Did you know that before the invention of germicides and antibiotics, it was known that disease causing germs could not survive in the presence of silver? Thus, silver was used in dishware, drinking containers, and eating utensils. Whether it's a weak immune system, dry skin, eczema, sun damage, bad breath, or unhealthy gums, we are all looking for ways to optimize our health and reduce the symptoms we're dealing with on a daily basis. But honestly, it's tough to know what remedy to try, what food may be causing the issue, or what will actually work when we're trying to heal. Of course, there are somewhat effective solutions we can get from our local pharmacy, but as people who prefer using the power of nature to heal... Using these products don't really align with our values. Keeping our bodies strong is essential to our good health. A strong immune system can protect our body from infection and helps us heal. Silver has been used for centuries to do exactly this. Silver biotics have taken the old technology of colloidal silver and improved it to create the next generation of silver products. Silver Biotics has products for skincare for issues like dry skin and eczema, and I'm currently using their skin gel on the back of my legs as I try to heal the dry skin that I'm dealing with. They have oral health products as well, including a fantastic toothpaste that helps fight bad bacteria with its silver content. It also decreases bad breath, whitens teeth, and supports healthy gums. They have an immune support supplement that can be taken orally which also helps support our immune system from the inside out. If you are interested in trying silver and you've heard about this and it's kind of been one of those things that you've always wanted to do and try, I really, really recommend Silver Biotics and they are my go-to silver company. You can head over to silverbiotics.com or the shop on my website and use my code BIOHACKINGBRITTANY in all capitals to get a discount, which gets you 10% off today. Again, I really recommend trying this. If it's for you, if it's for your pet, if it's for a loved one, silver is definitely a staple in my little pharmacy I have at home. So that's silverbiotics.com or the shop on my website, discount code biohackingbrittany for 10% off today. So I'm going to pull up some of the questions that I have got off of Instagram. So first and foremost, what is my green smoothie? What's the recipe? What's that all about? Okay. So this, I just posted about this a couple weeks ago. I think I 
made this green smoothie a while ago. I think it was like a year ago. And it was actually based off of a green smoothie that Reese Witherspoon makes. And so she drinks this green smoothie every single day. She posted about it on Instagram. I saw it and then I tweaked it to be better, in my opinion, (laughs) and healthier. And I started drinking this again, especially because I'm doing 75 hard right now and I'm sticking to a paleo diet. I have changed a lot of what I'm currently eating. Okay, maybe not like a lot, but I've taken out some of the previous like snacks and different things that I had. And so now I need to like fill my meals and my snacks more. So I brought this smoothie back, but this is like the only smoothie I will drink at all. Basically. I don't order smoothies when I go out. If we go to some sort of healthy cafe or restaurant, I don't get smoothies. I don't like smoothies that much, mostly because they typically have a lot of sugar in them and a lot of carbs. They spike your blood sugar and your insulin. They're actually not that healthy. And so I've always been very skeptical about that. And so I just don't order them. I also don't like how cold they are. Like I don't like a thick, cold drink. I just, it's not my thing. So when I started making this green smoothie, I tweaked it and I added a few things, took out a few things and made it so that the sugar content is low. The carb content is low, but it's actually just very, very refreshing. And that's what I was missing from the other smoothies that I was having. They felt very thick. Whereas this smoothie is very light. It's very like fluffy almost. And it's very filled with protein and has a ton of vegetables in it. So when I have like, and I'm sure you're the same way when I've had other green smoothies, they're typically such a dark green. There's like kale on them, ton of spinach. And it's like so gross to be honest. Like it's so, it doesn't taste great, but this one I really like. So I'm going to read out the ingredients. If you want this recipe, go to my website. I uploaded it actually as a PDF. So I think the website is biohackingbrittany.com slash pages slash smoothie. And I will actually put that in the show notes so you can just click and then get this PDF and screenshot it, download it, whatever, so that you have it. But I'll also read out the ingredients for you right now. So it is one whole apple, one whole pear. That's the only sugar content. And that includes skin, two tablespoons of almond butter, two heads of romaine lettuce. Yes, I said heads like full heads of romaine lettuce, half a cup of spinach, one whole lemon. You can take the skin off. I leave the seeds in for fiber. They get blended so you don't choke or anything on them. Four celery stalks, half a cup of water, one scoop of protein powder. So the way that, and you'll see this in the PDF if you download it, the way that the ingredients are ordered is the way that ideally you put it in the blender. So the most dense ingredients are at the top and then the lighter ones are at the top or sorry, the most dense ingredients are at the bottom. The lighter ones are at the top because this makes it the easiest for the blender to actually mix it. And so the, if you look at the amount of vegetables you're getting in this, right? Like two heads of romaine lettuce chopped up. That's a lot of romaine lettuce, half a cup of spinach, one whole lemon, obviously it's a fruit and then four celery stalks. So that in itself is like, you would have to have this big salad every single day, right? Compared to just drinking this in a drink. And that is what I do like about smoothies and juices in general is like it compresses nutrients 
and compresses food and like fruit and vegetables so that you can consume more nutrients quicker and an easier way. And it does make sense from that standpoint, like a nutrient density standpoint, smoothies make sense. You just have to be careful with extra things that people put in it. So for protein powder right now, I'm doing unflavored collagen protein powder. And then the other protein comes from the almond butter as well. I steer clear of peanut butter because peanut butter is prone to mold and it has, yeah, it's also like inflammatory for some people. Peanuts in general, like aren't that great of a food. They don't have that much fat in them. They don't have that much protein compared to almonds, compared to other different types of nuts. So they're kind of like subpar in my brain, um, which is why I didn't include it. Obviously, if you can, all organic produce in this would be optimal. So yeah, that's what I'm drinking right now. And it's super fluffy. Like the texture is great. And the texture comes from the romaine lettuce. Like that's what gives it like this like floaty, cloudy, fluffy texture, which I really, really like. So if you try this, let me know, take a photo, tag me, or just message me. I don't care. I'm curious to see what you think. Okay. Let me see. Okay. Microdosing. Always the questions on microdosing. How do you feel on a typical day when you take a single microdose of your favorite psilocybin product? I'm just kind of like generalizing this question. Okay. So microdosing, the way that I feel, this is a really good question because I think there's a lot of, this is a really good question. So I think there's a lot of information out there. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand the difference between microdosing with psilocybin or LSD and macrodosing and taking a lot and tripping or, you know, having this type of like grand experience. So the way that I feel typically when I take a small amount and by small amount, like I take very, very minimal amount of psilocybin. So like hundred milligrams, 150 milligrams, like a really low amount. And for someone who hasn't done more, typically when you get to like 1.5 to three grams of psilocybin, that is when you will see things hallucinate and kind of have this bigger experience. So we're kind of taking like a 10th of that. And that's usually what I take to feel good. So when I take it, I feel my favorite product makes me feel very calm and very warm inside and very happy. And it's not the type of thing where you drink alcohol and like you're suddenly like have this confidence and like you're bold and out there and like high on life. Like it's not like that. It's that you just feel content and happy with yourself and whatever you're doing. And that's like one of the biggest things that I feel when I do microdosing is like this like elevated mood in general. Sometimes I have more energy. Sometimes I'm more calmer with it. It depends what I'm doing. It depends on the container. So for example, like last Friday night, I took a microdose of this product called Heal by psilocybin, by microcybin. And it's got 150 grams or 150 milligrams of psilocybin in it. And it made me feel like just very happy 
and very content and very warm and fuzzy inside because it was a Friday night and that was the container that I was in. It was like, oh, I worked so hard this week. I worked so much. Let me unwind. But instead of grabbing this alcoholic drink that is going to dehydrate my body and actually kind of suppress me and and is kind of like a depressant and actually not make me feel good and also make my body have to metabolize that and detox that. Instead, you know, choosing to microdose gives you a better mood and it's more stable and you don't have any of these like negative side effects. And so that's kind of how I feel when I do it outside of work, uh, I would say, is like, it helps me relax. It helps me turn off my brain in a good way. It helps me zoom out on my life a bit, which I need, you know, kind of like we kind of get so obsessed with like the day-to-day tasks that we have to do and things we have to get done and uh, calendars and events and all of this stuff. And there's something beautiful about being able to zoom out and be like, okay, this is the life that I'm leading. This is what I'm doing. These are my overall goals as a human being on this planet. And there's not a lot of substances that you can casually do that kind of do that for you or get you there, I would say. So when I microdose, when I work, it's very different. When I microdose, when I work, like I still get that elevated feeling. Like I feel good about myself and my life and these things, but there's a level of clarity and focus that comes with that because I'm in my work flow. So I usually do it in the morning if I do it during work and I, it helps me get a lot done. It helps take away some of the lag time in between tasks. It helps reduce procrastination and really just helps me get my stuff done in a good way though, right? So it's not like Adderall. It's not like caffeine where it's like, go, go, go. Like the energy of it is not like that. It's like this soft, sustainable substance that helps get you through your day and also makes you feel better. It's like, if I were to like put it in a nutshell, that's basically how I would say it. So that's how it makes me feel. And that's why I recommend it so much. And that's why it's gaining so much popularity is because it makes people feel good and helps people get things done. I mean, LSD is probably better for productivity in my opinion. And psilocybin is better for creativity, I would say. Like it really helps me create solutions, find new solutions for things that I'm struggling with. Both are very healing, very, very healing. So If you haven't tried it, go for it. I use the company Microsybin. Please use my discount code. It's linked everywhere. If you don't have it, just message me. I'll send it to you. It's Biohacking Brittany in capitals 15. And that's because it's 15% off. And so it's a great place to start. Their products are the best. I don't recommend any other brands. And I've had several, several brands reach out to me. And I I don't use them. I don't recommend them because I think microcybin is the best and I respect their brand the best and their team and everything that they do. So yeah, go for it is my thing. And they do ship worldwide. If you are in the States, it is difficult to get it. However, you can get it. And the way that you can get it is you place an order, their affiliate who lives in the States sends it to you. So there's a workaround. It takes a bit longer, but you can get it. I think you might have to pay in Bitcoin 
which is also easy to do. If you haven't bought Bitcoin yet, it's really easy and they can walk you through that process as well. Okay. Next question. Are you always feeling bloated after you eat? Is your body aging faster than it should be? Are you feeling anxious or having trouble focusing? Are you tired all of the time? I think we've all felt these things at one point, but addressing the root cause instead of just the symptoms is tough. And it's hard to kind of figure out what the root cause is. Your microbiome and your cells play a critical role in the way you feel and your body's resilience to stress and aging. Your gut microbiome can be considered the chief architect of your health with trillions of microbes in your gut, helping you digest food, absorb nutrients, maintain a healthy weight, neutralize toxins, and fight off bad bacteria. Your digestive system also begins in your mouth, and it's actually often the first line of defense against pathogens. When your cells are functioning optimally, they produce enough energy to sustain your needs and are efficiently cleaning up cellular waste like free radicals. Viome provides an in-depth test that looks at all of this. They look at your gut microbiome, your oral microbiome, and your cellular health. They use cutting edge mRNA technology and an AI powered platform that helps give different health scores and recommendations based on your test results. They kind of connect the dots on in between what is happening internally and what you are experiencing yourself. I highly suggest trying Viome if you are having symptoms that are persisting and you're kind of at a standstill and you don't really know where to go with your health anymore. I just got retested and I'm so excited to share my results very soon when they come in. I would do the full test, the gut microbiome, the oral microbiome, and the cellular health so you can get a full picture of what's going on with you right now. Obviously, I have a discount code for you guys. It's Biohacking Brittany in all capitals for 15% off. This is actually more than they offer on their website, so it's definitely worth using this code. You can find Viome on my online store at biohackingbrittany.com or linked in my shop on my Instagram account, which is at biohackingbrittany. So again, try Viome and use my discount code biohackingbrittany in all capitals today. Can you explain more about your Yoni baths? Oh, not baths. Your Yoni steams. How does this work? Why do you do it? Okay. Great question. Great question. So Yoni. If you don't know what Yoni means, it's basically your vagina. Uh, A Yoni steam, steaming your Yoni, that's kind of what that means. It is actually rooted in Yoni steaming in general has a long, long history. This is not some sort of like new wellness fad, I would say. I would say it's like barely gaining popularity right now. It's like no one really talks about it. No one really knows about it, but we're getting there slowly. And so essentially what you do is you take herbs that are designed to cleanse your vagina or support your vagina in different ways. You put them into a bowl, into a dish. There's different ways to do this. And you put hot water in it and you squat over it and steam it onto your vagina. Now, obviously you have to be careful. There's ways that you do this. You don't just sit on it and burn yourself. That's not how it works. There's different ways to do it. You can buy actual like Yoni steamers where it's kind of like a little box, like a little stool that's created around the pot. 
and the pot is actually sitting on a plate that's plugged in. So it actually stays hot the entire time, which is really nice. And then you sit on it on this stool and then you put a towel around your body and, and on your lap so that you, so that the steam stays in and then you stay on there for like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And so the theory is the research behind it. The theory is behind it is that is two factors. One, the steam and the heat increases blood flow to your vagina, which does all sorts of things for you. So when we encourage blood flow to any part of the body, whether we are doing cold therapy or we're in a sauna, whatever we're doing, it brings a ton of oxygen with it. It brings a ton of nutrients that are in the blood and it really just supports that local area. And so that's why there's so much benefit to that, right? Like it's bringing attention to this area that otherwise wouldn't have as much um, nutrients and oxygen flowing through it at that time. So that's the first part is like the heat and the steam itself creates this physical change in the body that is beneficial to it. The second part is the herbs that are used. So the herbs that are used are very intentional. They're not random, right? Like the people who create like yoni herbal blends are using herbs that are created for women's health, for female health. So like the one, I have it in front of me. The one that I have, I ordered this off of Amazon. It has motherwort in it, rosemary, mugwort, lavender, calendula, rose petals, albizia. I don't know what that one is. Oregano, basil, and aloe vera. So it's designed to detox the body in certain ways. And so, yeah, which is really cool and like makes me want to study herbalism more because I think there's a lot of power in herbs and plants in general. And so it's cool to kind of like see them being applied to the body in this way. So if you are interested in trying yoni steaming yourself, like if you are somebody who has irregular cycles, fertility issues, pain, a lot of PMS, anything like that, which I think everybody does in some form, I would suggest trying it. You know, it's pretty easy. Like order some yoni herbs online, get a bowl, put hot water in it, Google different ways to squat over it so you don't burn yourself and try it. And honestly, it feels really good. (laughs) It does. It feels really good. And it feels good because the steam is so cleansing and warm and it feels so grounding. Like I can't even explain it. Like I just love saunas in general though, but it's so grounding. Like you feel so rooted in yourself, which makes sense, right? Like even from a chakra standpoint, think about the different chakras that you're stimulating or supporting when you bring that much heat and oxygen and nutrients to that part of your body. So there's all these different like chakras and energetic fields and other things that are happening as well. So I suggest people try it. I think this is one of those biohacks, let's say, that is not even close to being popular. It's, yeah, no, not even close. Like it's probably years, years away from, you know, being something that's like on Goop's website, I would say. Although Goop is pretty forward thinking. But anyway, so I say go for it, try it and see how it goes. 
But what's interesting is on a side note of this is I've had this Yoni steaming bag of herbs sitting in my bathroom for a while now. I've done one session with it. I've done sessions with other ones before that. And I started like thinking about how else I can use these herbs. And so then I was thinking like, I take a bath. It's We're in the fall season now. So I started taking hot baths again at night. And I started thinking about like, if I put these herbs in a bath, is it going to have the same effect? And so I need to do more research on this, to be honest, as somebody who knows some basic level of herbalism. I don't know a lot. I would be curious about the benefits of herbs on like a topical application like that. If the herbs are steamed in hot water and then that hot water touches your skin, do you get benefits from that? I would say, I would automatically think yes. I would automatically think that, I would automatically think that just kind of the same way that tea works, like you steep tea and then I guess you're drinking it. So it's a little different, but I would think that you would somehow get benefits, whether it's antioxidants or whether it's micronutrients that would be absorbed through your skin. And then I was thinking, this is just like how my brain works. Then I was thinking, why is there no bath product that I've seen that takes this concept and makes it into like a bath soak. Yeah. Like why is there no product out there that takes this concept and applies it to a bath soak? So imagine something where there is salt and Celtic salt, Celtic sea salt, not Himalayan. And there were other ingredients as well. And then one of those ingredients was like a blend of herbs that was designed for women's health, that was designed for balancing hormones, that supported the vagina, that did more than just like rose petals added to Himalayan salt. Here, buy this like bath soak mixture. It's like, no, let's take this to the next level. And I looked online and I I honestly haven't seen any. So I, I was just thinking how interesting it would be to create something like that. And also like so many bath soaks, bath salts in general are created from like Epsom salt salts or Himalayan salt and not Celtic sea salt, which is interesting because Celtic sea salt is, has the highest percentage of minerals in it. That's not sodium out of every single salt out there. So that's why a lot of biohackers recommend you cook with it. And that's why I cook with it. But I also use it in my baths because it has the highest percentage of magnesium, potassium, whatever else is in there. So it would be great to see something like that. And then also something with baking soda added to it. Now, baking soda baths. So you want to do a salt and soda bath, which is what people call it, because the baking soda, which is sodium bicarbonate, makes the water alkaline, which helps your body absorb all of those minerals or like magnesium from Epsom salts. Obviously we know like magnesium relaxes muscles and also just like helps with like multiple detoxing things as well, but that's essentially what it does. And so it's been interesting when I've been adding baking soda recently to my baths, I kind of forgot about it. And then I started doing it again and it's been helping my skin so much. Like, I can't even tell you. So if you've been listening for a while, like I've been having a like rash, 
I don't know what it is on the back of my legs and it's been rough. Like I've been having it since May and it's September and I'm still dealing with it on and off. Sometimes it goes up my legs. Sometimes it's worse with like saunas or heat. It can be itchy, but then it goes away. And even though I'm doing 75 hard now, so I'm not having any gluten or any dairy, like it's still around, which is interesting because I wasn't sure if it was something that I was reacting to in my diet. But these baking soda baths, oh my gosh, like I did two back to back and my skin is like 90% better. So it's super interesting when we look at it like that, like alkalizing the water, helping you to absorb the minerals from the salt that you're using really, really makes a difference. So I would love to see some sort of product come out that is Celtic sea salt plus baking soda plus herbs designed for more than just looking pretty with the salt or herbs designed for some sort of health intention. So it could be for women's health. It could be for men's health, have a men's blend. Also, it could be for skin health, like a a skin sensitivity one, right? Like with oats in it or different like plants or herbs that help with really dry skin or eczema, like those types of things. Yeah, maybe I'll just create it myself. (laughs) So that's kind of where my thoughts are lately. That's what I've been doing at night is like these baths and I do like all sorts of biohacks while I do them, like red light therapy and like a geisha on my face. And I like have candles and I'll read my book. And sometimes I listen to binaural beats and I really switch it up. There's something very sacred about bath time. And the more that I like do research on baths in general, like when I'm trying to find these products, the more I realize like how much I really do value taking a bath. And I think it's because the hot water feels so good. Like it releases endorphins and I feel just so good. Like same with when I go in a sauna, like I feel so good and relaxed, you know? But I also think that for me, it's an escape. And that's why I also think I like saunas and steam rooms so much is because it's an escape from technology, from work from people. When I bath, I like close the door. I turn the lights off. I only have candles. I lock the door. I don't, I typically don't have my phone. Sometimes I will make content in there, but like 75% of the time I don't. And it's like private time. And same with when you go in a steam room, right? Like you can't bring anything in with you. It's very therapeutic. And baths have always been like that for me. I've always bathed in very hot water, which I know is not always the best thing for skin since I was a kid. And yeah, I just think it's like this sacred time where you get to unplug. And with somebody, as someone, like I work online, my entire life is online, work-wise. My entire business is online. And so I really need time to unplug. And even if you don't work online, right? Like if you go to the office, if you are a stay-at-home mom or dad and you have kids, It's like, go in the bathroom, lock the door, tell whoever that you need half an hour to yourself and freaking run a hot bath for yourself and do what you want to do in there. Oh my gosh. Read your book. Listen to a podcast. I don't care. Just, it's like this carved out time for self-care and no one can say anything because what are you supposed to do? You're in a bath. What are you supposed to answer an email when you're in a bath? No. 
So this is me just like championing baths. I'm like, uh, yeah. Anyway, so enough about my random bath, bath rant. Yeah. So I think that's all of the content and the questions for today. I've talked about a variety of different things. Again, if you want to submit a, a question, it's so easy. Just send me a message on Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, message me on TikTok, Facebook, email me info at biohackingbrittany.com. Super easy email. Go for it. I answer every single email and send me your questions. And I, I typically screenshot them. I answer them on here within a month or so. And then you can listen to, listen to what I say. I have a lot coming up soon. I'm doing a special something, something. I'm not going to say it yet in December that I've started prepping for. And I'm really excited about it. So stay tuned for some new content and new things coming. And as always, if you want to leave a review, I would love that. And I will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.